Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Tiger Shulman Smithtown Podcast. I'm Sensei James Leonelli, owner and head instructor of Tiger Shulman's here in Smithtown. Once again, I'm back at home in my home recording space and I'm here again with a little bit of food for thought for you. Just an idea uh, that I've been kicking around and that I've been talking to my students about quite a bit recently because I think it's something that's extraordinarily powerful when we apply it to our lives. And really what I wanted to talk about is the value of discomfort and how important it is to subject ourselves to uncomfortable places. It's the kind of thing that I think is missing from today's society. I mean, think about it. Why do things like gyms exist? Because we don't have a world where we're constantly out exerting ourselves physically to keep ourselves in good work in order to keep ourselves healthy. We need to carve out time to challenge ourselves and exercise. And even when it comes down to that, you still see people who kind of forget why they're there, who kind of forget how important it is to be uncomfortable. I'll give you guys the silly example that I've given my classes a great many times in the past, and I use it all the time because it's such a valuable example, and it's one that we can all relate to. So, you guys, if you've ever walked by uh, any gym, big box gym like an LA Fitness or a Gold or something like that, and you look inside, you'll notice there's all those people inside the gym, and they've always got a couple of things with them. Right? Nowadays, there's a smartphone and some type of headphones, right? whether it be the earbuds or the big over-the-head uh, noise-canceling ones so they don't have to pay attention to anybody within the gym. There's always a towel to mop up their sweat. But the thing that you see for just about everybody is a bottle of water, too. And if they're like a really good, like, meat-heady gym bro, usually it's a disposable gallon of water. Like, they went to the store that morning and they got, you know, their gallon of water in the disposable bottle because they're environmentally friendly, after all. And they get themselves their gallon of water. And they, they go and they do their workout. And every so often, as soon as they finish their set, they stop and they take a long drag off the water bottle. And they pause for a second. They take another long drag off of the water bottle. They put the cap back on, put it back where it belongs, stop, look at themselves in the mirror, and then get back to work. And if you talk to this person about why they take that drink of water in the middle of their workout. They'll tell you that, oh, it's better for you physiologically. 
if you work, if you have a little bit of water while you work out, like it's just better for you. <sighs> marginally, like so marginally, the physical benefit of that water, it's so small. But the psychological benefit of going without comfort, man, that's so much greater. Like you'll see if you guys watch the sport uh, of martial arts like mixed martial arts, like the UFC, or if you watch boxing, kickboxing, anything like that, you'll see a fighter and, you know, they get cut or they've got a swelling, you know, over their eye or something. And people will ask, like, how does that person not feel that at all? How do they continue with their body, with their face, with their whatever, just like that? And the answer is simple. They are very used to discomfort. Discomfort is part of just what they do. It's part of who they are. There's such a mental benefit to making ourselves uncomfortable. There's such a value in embracing being not comfy. I mean, this day and age, we're in a world where comfort is really all that we're after. It's a big deal. Like, I remember not far from, from where I live, uh, there's a highway here. We call it a highway, but it's not really a highway. It's got a, a stoplights on it and stuff. And I remember when the first chain fast food place opened up on the, this roadway. And when it opened up, there was this whole big rigmarole about the place because it didn't have a drive through It was a McDonald's. And then this McDonald's opened without a drive through and oh my goodness were people up in arms about this McDonald's not having a drive through meanwhile the town simply didn't allow them to because they thought it would be too much of a traffic backup and man how people would complain about having to get out of their car eat some of the worst caloric food that they possibly could and <laughs> and then get back in their car. They had to walk those dozen steps from the car into the place to get their food instead of just driving and staying sitting in their car. Oh, how terrible. What a horrible discomfort. But the thing is, that's kind of our culture in a nutshell. I mean, if you really think about it, we're at a point now where you know you order something online, and if it's not here in a couple of days... You get aggravated. I mean, I, I ordered something off of Amazon the other day, and it was supposed to be here yesterday, and it didn't get delivered yesterday. It got delayed till today. And it's not anything that was pressing. It was some nominal little thing. But man, I was so annoyed. I was so annoyed that it got pushed back a day. Why? Because culturally, we have, we've made ourselves soft. We've made ourselves to the point where comfort is just the norm. It's just what we do. You know, you think about the way that just everywhere we go, you'll see people choosing comfort over anything. And to me, it's such a backwards mentality. It's such a backwards mindset. Let's go back to the bottle of water. Let's understand why. Let me give you guys my perspective. Why does that person want the water? Because they're uncomfortable. They're hot. They're sweaty. They're 
mouth is a little dry. They're a little bit uncomfortable. And what is that water? Tell me how that little sip of water is going to make you perform better. Go. Exactly. You can't really come up with a reason. Because it's not even a hydration thing. It's not like your body is going to process the water so quickly that you're replacing what you're losing. Because unless, I mean, th think about how much the average person sweats in a given workout. A lot. You got to drink a lot to put it back. That's why it's important to continue to rehydrate after your workout. So if you know that you have to continue to rehydrate after your workout, the water within the workout is not there to hydrate you. It's not there at all for that reason. It's there to make you comfortable. But what value would come from stepping outside that comfort zone? From suffering through the discomfort a little bit physically? What would it do? It would build a strength of mind that's worth so much. That's worth an unbelievable amount. Because if you can fight through discomfort, you can make amazing strides. Let me give you really simple examples. You're doing push-ups. As you're doing the push-ups, your arms are starting to burn, your chest is starting to burn, your shoulders are starting to burn. You haven't reached the end of the time that you have to do the push-ups. And you got to keep going. Well, you're uncomfortable. Why don't you just make yourself comfortable and stop? See, we know physiologically that real strides are made beyond discomfort. To this end, I think I've shared this little anecdote before, but it feels appropriate here. Uh, years ago, there was a, an interview with famed boxer Muhammad Ali. And someone asked him, Champ, how many sit-ups do you do in training? And he goes, I don't know. And the guy goes, you don't know how many sit-ups you do? He goes, I just start doing sit-ups. And I do as many as it takes to make it burn so bad I feel like I can't move anymore. And then I do a couple of more. Now, in terms of exercise physiology, yes, that's really where, where the strength is built. I mean, think about it. If you were to... Let's just, let's just take a silly example here. Grab a pen in your hand and you were going to bicep curl that pen over and over and over again. Think about how long it would take for your arm to burn. A pretty long time. Because there's not much resistance there and you're not gaining much strength from that. You're not going to get uncomfortable. And because you won't get uncomfortable, because you'll never get to that burn point where your muscle starts to burn, you're never really making strength gains. Meanwhile, if you pick up something heavy, a dumbbell, right? let's, let's pick a, a, a fairly lightweight, a reasonably lightweight, 20 pounds, and you start curling that in a much shorter period of time than in relation to that pen, that arm will start to get real uncomfortable. It'll start to burn pretty good. Why? You're building strength. What is that burn? That burn, quite literally, is little tiny microscopic tears in that muscle fiber, which then, as you consume protein throughout the day and post-workout, your body will then use the amino acids of those proteins to rebuild those muscle fibers, making them slightly bigger, slightly stronger. So if we understand that when it comes to strength training, we have to understand that when it comes 
to every aspect of physical conditioning in the physical sense, right? When someone trains to the point where they get out of breath, where they're huffing and puffing a little bit, they're pushing their cardiovascular system, and that's huge. Now, that doesn't mean that someone's out of shape either. That's a very common misconception, that someone gets to that point where they're, where they're so tired, they're huffing and puffing, but it doesn't make you out of shape. Everybody gets to that point. Right? Some of the Tiger Shulman's fighters who are in the UFC, like Mike Trezano will be fighting very soon. You look at those guys. They train, they get out of breath too. The difference is the recovery time. How quickly do they recover? If it's fast, you're in real good shape. If it takes a while, not so much. But again, how do we push that? Well, we've got to get ourselves tired. We've got to be uncomfortable. It's the same when you look at things like your flexibility. If you're doing a stretch and you're just kind of hanging out in the stretch, you're not getting to the point where there's some tension and it's uncomfortable. You're not making flexibility gains. So, okay, we, we've, just, we've hit now on why it's so physiologically important to be uncomfortable, that you're actually making the fitness gains there. But in my opinion, that's the much smaller reason to make yourself uncomfortable and to embrace discomfort, to not look to give in to every little want. Because here's the thing. What you're really building by allowing yourself to be uncomfortable and by pushing beyond that discomfort is the ability of self-denial. And that is the thing that we are all after if we're trying to strengthen ourselves. Self-denial is a tremendous strength and it's one that so many people lack we're in such an indulgent culture these days. And I don't just mean that in a like nutritional sense or whatever. I mean, everything about the world is about making it cater to us, is about giving in to, to whatever pleasure as quickly as we can. There's a reason that people were really upset that that McDonald's didn't have a drive-through because they were driving by, they smelled the fries and they couldn't deny themselves that. They drove by those, they saw those golden arches and they could not deny themselves that little bit of mouth pleasure. Was it the best choice? Absolutely not. But they were making it. They knew it was a bad choice too and they're still making it. Why? They didn't have the strength of mind to deny themselves that little pleasure. Think about people uh, when it comes to their spending habits, right? Think about how many people you know who always have to have the newest phone. Always. They have to have the newest phone. Why? Because they can't deny themselves the fact that somebody else might have a cool feature on their phone that they don't. For what? For what? Don't get me wrong. If you're the type of person who runs your business on your phone and that is like your tool, okay, that's a different story. Not what we're talking about. We're talking about that person who just can't deny themselves the little bragging rights of having the newest and the coolest. For what? What I'm really after tonight, guys, is to get you guys to understand how important that mental strength is. Because the ability to deny yourself the little pleasure of wiping the sweat off your face while you train. Right? You're in the midst of what you're doing. You don't stop and wipe the sweat. You're in the midst of training. You don't stop and take that drink of water. I mean, think about it. A Tiger Shulman's class is 45 minutes. 
in 45 minutes, do you really need a drink of water? Are, are you in such a, a dire place hydration-wise that those 45 minutes is make or break it? I don't think so. And I also don't think that you live your life in such a way where those 45 minutes are make or break in terms of hydration. But when we can deny ourselves that little pleasure when we're uncomfortable, we're getting in a way better spot mentally. What we'll be able to do mindset-wise, man, that's the thing that's like huge. That's the thing that's tremendous. That's the thing that brings the best out of people. Right? I've talked very often, uh, quite a few times I should say, about people like David Goggins. He was a former Navy SEAL and he's an ultra-marathoner and uh, he's got a very, very motivational um, Instagram page. Not very safe for work language, but nonetheless. And um, you look at a guy like that who's an ultra-marathoner and he'll be the first one to tell you that he's just like you, that he is a human being just like any other. That uh, I remember him telling an anecdote on a Joe Rogan podcast of a time that he knew he had to get up and run. And he spent 20 minutes staring at his running shoes in the corner, having the argument in his mind about going and running. Now here's the thing, he could have denied himself, or rather he could have given in to that little pleasure of rest. Said, nah, it's okay, I, I work hard enough. That little, that, that little bit today will be the rest that I need. It'll make me feel better in the long run. Blah, 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 blah. Whatever thing, he, whatever little lie he would have told himself. Could have totally done it. But he denied himself that little pleasure. And instead, he got up and he paid the toll, as I like to say. All right? He put the work in because he knew he'd be better for it. And I ask you, what value could two more push-ups every time that you do push-ups have on you physiologically? Yeah, there'd be some physiological benefits. But what would the value be of not giving in to that little voice in your mind that told you to be easy on yourself, that told you to slow down, that told you to give up because it was difficult? Now, when that voice cries out again, and you've already practiced not listening to it. You've practiced denying that voice, denying that human want. How much easier is it going to be when you're out at the party and you know that you're trying to, to get yourself in amazing shape and you're being really health conscious and someone offers you extra dessert? A little easier. How, how e much easier will it be when you're driving past that McDonald's that I mentioned before, and you smell those fries, how much easier will it be to deny yourself that little pleasure? Right? How much easier will it be to fight the voice in your mind that's telling you to stay sitting on the couch and not push yourself, not get up and get after it, not go and get your workout in? How much easier will it be to not listen to that voice, to push yourself beyond where you would go. It'll be so much easier. Because we are human beings, and as human beings, every one of us being human beings, we are programmed for comfort. Comfort is what we're after. It's what we seek. 
Think about it. You come home at the end of a day. You feel great coming home. Coming home feels so nice. Why? Because there is no place in the world you are more comfortable than home. And you want to make yourself as comfortable as possible. Right? You get out of your work clothes. You put on your comfy clothes. Why? Because you want to be comfortable. Because human beings, we crave that comfort. It is built into us. It is inherent. So anytime that we can fight the little voice that pulls us in the comfy direction, that tells us to be easy on ourselves, to not push ourselves, to not make ourselves uncomfortable. Anytime we can avoid listening to that voice, we're building the mental strength for every time that voice speaks up in any aspect of our life. Whether it's you doing strength training and feeling the burn in those arms and the want to you know, not push yourself at 100%, it would be that much easier to give the push. When the voice is telling you to stay attached to the couch, it'll be that much easier to fight it. When the voice is telling you to make that poor nutritional choice, it'll be that much easier to push yourself. When the voice is telling you, walk away from this work project, leave it till tomorrow, it'll be that much easier to conquer it to finish that project, alleviate that stress, get it done off the list. All from those little moments of denying yourself that little bit of comfort. Don't get me wrong, we all earn comfort sometimes. We all do. But take the opportunities to be uncomfortable. There is growth in discomfort. In my opinion, discomfort is the greatest motivator the greatest vehicle of change that we have. It's why all of us don't work our entry-level job that we got when we were teenagers anymore. It's why we graduate beyond that in life. It's why we all eventually try to strive to move out of our parents' house. Why? To make ourselves more comfortable. Well, embrace that discomfort. Find it as often as you can. And when you feel the discomfort, deny yourself the little pleasure of comfort for a little while. Let your strength of mind get built. And with that additional strength of mind, you'll be amazed at what you can accomplish. That's all I have for you guys today. With that in mind, as always, reach me via email, senseileonelli at gmail.com, on Twitter and Instagram, I am at Sensei underscore Leonelli. On Facebook, I'm Sensei James Leonelli. You can find my school online at tsksmithtown.com. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and now TikTok at tsmma underscore smithtown. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tiger Shulman Smithtown. Find out more about the Tiger Shulman's organization as a whole at tsk.com. Uh, you can find the podcast on Instagram at TS Smithtown Podcast. Do me a favor. One of my students runs a charity event every single year. This year we're taking it virtual. It would mean a lot to me if all of you guys went online and found the, uh, the charity event. It's called Sarah's One Minute Challenge. If you find it on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, it's at Sarah's One, the number one, MC. 
there's all this information about how the One Minute Challenge works. It's also on Facebook at Sarah's One Minute Challenge. Find it. Find out a little bit more information. I'd love to have everybody participate. If you'd like more information, reach out to me or reach out to the online profiles of Sarah's One Minute Challenge. Other than that, my friends, until next time, I'll see you guys on the mat.